Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast, a show that looks at mysteries and the unexplained. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I look at something unexplained, telling a story or describing it, then look at the theories surrounding it. I won't give you any answers, because I don't know them myself. I'll just give you what you need to decide for yourself. Research is done as academically as possible, and references will be given after the stories. This is a creature feature episode, and this one is a folklore episode. This week, we're looking into Jewish folklore to uncover the golem. This week's story begins with Mary Shelley. Everyone knows the story of Dr. Frankenstein and his monster, created from cadavers and given life. This story is seen as the beginning of the science fiction genre, but isn't the first story of artificial life to appear in history. There are stories that are much older and appear in Jewish folklore. The word golem appears in the Bible and means shapeless mass or unfinished substance in Hebrew and stupid or lethargic in Yiddish. According to legend, even Adam was a golem for the first 12 hours of his existence. In a separate legend, the prophet Jeremiah was said to have made a golem. Some believe that these stories are symbolic in nature, but there are people who believe that it's possible to make golems. In the Sefer Yetzirah, the book of creation or formation, there are instructions for creating them. The instructions are allegedly very specific and must be followed correctly. The legends of golems can be loosely followed through history before this though. In Greek mythology, we find Prometheus. One of the Titans, he was spared from Tartarus because he wasn't directly involved in the war against the gods and the Titans. Zeus had given Prometheus a task, create man. Using water and earth, he managed it. While working on his creation though, he had grown fond of them. Due to being a Titan, he didn't care all that much about the hierarchy of the gods. It didn't matter how friendly they were to him. He was more comfortable being around man. Zeus's idea was that man would just have to exist on the earth without any special powers or help from the gods. But Prometheus had other ideas. His creation needed some help, otherwise they might not survive. So he hatched a plan. He was going to steal something the gods cherished, fire. He tricked the goddesses by throwing a golden pear into the courtyard of Olympus with a message that said, for the most beautiful goddess of all. As expected, the goddesses began to fight over the fruit and the gods observed, enjoying the fight. Using this distraction, Prometheus stole the fire from Hephaestus's workshop and brought the fire to the humans. Zeus was furious when he found out and ordered Hephaestus to chain Prometheus to Mount Caucasus, where he was sentenced to have an eagle eat his liver every day forever. 
Zeus did offer him a chance to be free once. Prometheus was asked to give Zeus the prophecy that predicted his dethroning, and Prometheus refused. Prometheus was eventually released by one of Zeus's sons, Heracles. During his twelve labours, he passed the mountain and killed the eagle before deciding to free Prometheus. Zeus ordered Prometheus to use the chains holding him to create a ring that he would have to wear forever. Humans saw this ring and began to make their own to commemorate their creator. Prometheus is a very loose interpretation on the golem, suggesting that all of mankind is actually a golem. It links to the idea that Adam was a golem for a short time until God bestowed a soul on him and gives us an idea of how golems were made, which is why it's been involved in this episode. But there is a story that shows the golem even better, putting it in a real place and time with a real historical figure. Not just in Jewish folklore, but in Czech folklore as well, a single golem is incredibly notable. In Prague, it's easier to see how closely linked it is to mysticism. The architecture is based on medieval buildings, creating the perfect backdrop for stories of magic and mystical powers. One part of Prague, the Jewish Quarter, is home to the story of the golem. Situated in Old Town and now known as Josephov, the tale begins in the 16th century. The rulers in Prague Castle were unpredictable and cruel, and a local rabbi, Rabbi Lo, began to look at ways to protect the Jewish population. The tale says that Lo had the power to transform the four elements, earth, air, fire and water, into living things. Using this power, he created something from the mud of the Vltava River. To give the creature life, he had to insert a Shem, a clay tablet bearing the name of God, into its mouth. The golem came to life and would go on to protect the area by patrolling the streets at night. Rabbi Lowe would remove the Shem on the Sabbath, allowing the golem to rest according to Jewish tradition. One day, Lo forgot to remove the Shem. Instead of resting on the Sabbath, the creature went on a rampage. It went through the streets, destroying everything in its path. Rabbi Lo was in the old new synagogue, reciting Psalm 92, when he was interrupted and told of the chaos the golem was causing. He left the synagogue to find the golem outside and managed to remove the Shem from its mouth. The golem was never given the Shem again, out of fear that it would resume its rampage if the Sabbath was forgotten again. It was stored in the attic space of the old new synagogue for hundreds of years, but no longer resides there, with nobody knowing where it could be. To this day, Psalm 92 is recited twice in services in this synagogue, in memory of Rabbi Lo and his struggle against the golem. Lowe is a historical figure and a Jewish scholar. Visitors to Prague can visit his gravestone in the old Jewish cemetery. I'm going to circle back to Prometheus for a second now. 
This is because of the story, The Modern Prometheus. It's possible that you don't recognise the name because it goes by a more recognisable name, Frankenstein. Written in 1818 by Mary Shelley, it came from a competition she had with her husband, Percy Shelley, and Lord Byron. The competition was to see who could write the best horror story. Frankenstein depicts the creation of a creature by Dr. Victor Frankenstein while he studied at the University of Ingolstadt. The creature was made from parts of various bodies that had been excavated from graveyards. Dr. Frankenstein combines chemistry, electricity and the art of alchemy to give life to the creation. When the monster has come to life, Victor finds himself feeling guilty that he had done it without any provisions to look after his creation. Out of fear, he runs away from the monster, leaving it to wander the countryside. Victor is called back home after some time because his younger brother was murdered. The housekeeper is accused, but Victor knows who it really is. He ventures out to confront his creation and is told that all the monster wants is a mate. Victor refuses and the monster asks him to listen to his story. The monster had taught himself to read, write and understand language so that he could follow the lives of a family that he was interested in. One day, he found the jacket that Victor had lost in his flight from the monster. The monster decided that he would take revenge on his creator's family to avenge the exile that he was forced to live. Victor once again refuses to create a wife for the monster, but is told that the monster will leave Europe if Victor does it. Victor begins to create a second monster, but gives up and destroys it. In revenge, the monster kills Victor's wife on their wedding night. Victor himself then chooses revenge and chases the monster through Europe, almost catching it in the Arctic Circle, but fails due to exhaustion. Victor ends up dead on the ship that rescues him, and the monster stows away, telling the captain his side of the story. After that, the monster disappears into the ocean, never to be seen again. This idea was one that terrified people, and has been revisited time and time again, evolving with time and being retold in different ways. But Frankenstein's monster wasn't the only story of a golem creature that came from the 19th century. In a sense. In 1994, Peter Ackroyd released a book called Dan Lino and the Limehouse Golem. The book takes place in Victorian London. The notorious poor area of Limehouse had a cosmopolitan veneer, drawing all sorts of people in. Karl Marx and George Gissing were some of these people. The story revolves around Elizabeth Cree, who is on trial for the murder of her husband. It follows the story as it goes from the courthouse to the music hall to the back alleys of Limehouse, all following the trail of murders perpetrated by a golem. The story takes place before the Jack the Ripper murders in 1888. The strangest thing about this story is that it blends fiction novels with facts because Dan Lino was a real person 
He was a music hall comedian and ended up being dragged into the investigation, just like Karl Marx and George Gissing. The book was adapted into the film The Limehouse Golem in 2017. This version follows the Scotland Yard investigator, Inspector Kildare, after the events of the book. The Golem is a fiction in both the story and the film, with a Jewish man being blamed for the deaths. It's full of twists and turns, but barely explores the lore of the Golem. Some people may know the Golem from the video game Minecraft, where they can be made of all sorts of resources, most notably iron. Once built, they can be tasked with protecting entire areas from the many creatures that roam the land. That's all I can really say about the folklore of the Golem. And we know how they were created, but what were they meant to look like? The Golem of Jewish folklore is a formidable creation, often used to protect people, but have been known to turn on people and cause destruction. What do they look like? Golem have just one description, but can be added to based on their age and the things that have happened to them. Golems are typically made of mud or clay, appearing in a human shape. They can be all sorts of sizes, but are usually taller than humans, and often wider. Sometimes they appear with metal plates attached to them. These plates help to keep the golem together after receiving damage that would cause them to fall apart. In some representations, the golem is seen wearing a belt, although I can't seem to find what that was for. They are unable to talk, and will do anything they're tasked to do, unless they're asked to do them on the Sabbath. This falls between sunset on a Friday and sunset on a Saturday. If they aren't allowed to rest during that time, they will go on a rampage and destroy everything in their path, only stopping when they're deactivated. It's not explicit why that happens, but I have a feeling that it's a way of saying that even human constructions should be allowed to rest during the Sabbath. Other than this, they only appear to have supernatural strength and that's about it in terms of the golem. Should we look at what else it could be? This creature feature is a doozy, mostly because we have an issue here. There aren't any theories behind it. Due to its religious ties, faith is important to the belief of this construct, leaving it in the usual, it's either real or isn't, that we often see. But we did see another mystery during this. 
the golem of Prague disappeared from the attic of the synagogue it was stored in. Where did it go? The golem of Prague had protected the Jewish population there until it was forced to be active during the Sabbath. Its rampage and deactivation were the last things that happened to it, leaving it to be stored in the old new synagogue. The story led to retellings of the events in many ways, but the golem remained in the attic. The loft space above the prayer room of the synagogue was opened at some point by Egon Erwin Kish, a journalist and Kafka contemporary. The golem wasn't there. Neither was the evidence that it was ever there. The original legend continued with the addition that Rabbi Lowe's golem grew too powerful to be controlled and that was why he had to go and stop it in the middle of the Sabbath. Apparently, Lowe had to smash the golem into pieces that were stored in the synagogue. The golem was never seen again after that. The Nazis searched the attic for hidden people during World War II and the golem didn't defend itself, so it's possible that it had been moved by then. I can't find any proper theories for this either, but is it possible that the golem was only there for a short period? Then the mud used to create it was put back where it came from? Or what if the pieces were broken down and used for something else? making it impossible for the golem to be rebuilt or even impossible to find. We may never know because there aren't any records of the storage of the golem's remains, so we have no idea where it is or what happened to it. The story and descriptions from this episode came from an Ancient Origins article called Golem, a legendary clay beast created to protect Jewish people. A culture trip article called The Legends of the Golem of Prague. A Greek myths and mythology article called The Myth of Prometheus, the Thief of Fire. The Cliff Notes of Frankenstein. A History Extra article called The Real History Behind Victorian Thriller, The Limehouse Golem and a national news article called The Limehouse Golem, Folklore and Murder Mixed with a Twist in Victorian London. The theory from this episode came from a site called Jew or to Know, called Unsolved Jewish Mysteries, The Golem. References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Social media links are available using the link in the episode description. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we'll be recording and posting Season 1 episodes to YouTube soon. These will be cut down so that they can be watched on TikTok as well. I have a Patreon, but I'm still deciding what to post on it this season. There's a £3 here if you want to support me anyway, though. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree, and, as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month, and I'll find something extra special for the people that do. My email address is also in the episode description if you want to send me spooky stories, unexplained events or even mysteries you want me to look at. If I get enough, I'll set up some listener episodes to read them. Please don't hesitate to email me if you have any corrections or issues with things that I've said. Once I've seen the email, I'll make sure to correct myself. The next episode will be out on Wednesday and next week's creature feature will be out on Saturday, March 11th. So hold on until then. <laughs>